0: Welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Zwift is the app that turns indoor training into a game. Zwift is interval workouts, training plans and massive online group rides made fun. Because fun works and fun gets results. Fun
1: is fast. Go to Zwift.com to try it today. Bonjour, 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 and welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast. And this week, we have decided, because the prodigious son is uh, is back here, uh, Dave McKenzie is back with us. We are just having a pint and probably, I don't know, maybe a parma or a pizza or a brisket. I don't know. Dave, thank you. Welcome back from Spain.
0: Thank you very much. It is good to be back. You know what? I do love Europe, and I love spending time there, but it's nice to come home and uh, I bet the family was happy you're back. I don't know you know I, I, <laughs> no, I mean I think so. I, I was happy to be back, but my wife and I have this thing. I think I come home and I trash the place, <laughs> and then I leave. Men, I leave it in a mess. Men she, are from Mars and women are yes, from uh, Venus. She gets or whatever. it back in order. She gets everything back on track, back in order. Like it's like she puts the train back on the tracks. <laughs> I come home again and Boom. it derails. <laughs> and hey, there's nothing. Sometimes that's fun. Sometimes <laughs> when the train derails, it's fun. That's, know, what, that's
1: why we're having dinner outside exactly
0: exactly <laughs> so no no it is good to be home and uh, you know and lovely to be back with the Melbourne weather 26 degrees one day in September and 15 the next
1: absolutely Fantastic. we said actually I did a tweet on the uh, on the Vuelta where the other uh, all the riders were coton 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 yeah, coton exactly. there was very much yes, well born weather yes exactly <laughs> yeah. Yeah. how good was this Vuelta uh, you know what I, I said at the end I
0: think I posted a tweet at the end thanks Vuelta Espania you know the race that delivers more than you ever expect. And, and it is, because it's, let's be honest, it's the third in line. There's the yep. Tour de France, there's the Giro d'Italia second, and then the Walters, third out of the three. So, we can say it's the third biggest race in the world, but geez, it just delivers in terms of the racing, in terms of. You know, so
1: much more than just the racing. There's yeah. a, a guy that's caught with cannabis on his roof because the <laughs> helicopter came in. Uh, there's been an army helicopter, not too sure why he was hovering yeah, the plane. Yeah,
0: no, no one was. No, no. We never got the explanation <laughs> from that. Uh, actually, that stage, you know what? I think it was in Toledo, the finish, and there was an army. Um, I think there was an army museum there, an old naval or army new museum in Toledo. So that's all we put it down to. Otherwise, we thought they were... They were tracking along and trying to get Mavi started. Disengage, <laughs> even more than they
1: already are. They yes, already <laughs> exactly. Yeah, um, so f- first of all, we are in a brewery in uh, somewhere in Melbourne. So sorry about the noise at the back, but uh, I thought that would be a little more well, lively than just the Studio Two will come you back, you know. Ex- and, yeah. Good excuse to get out. Good, good
0: excuse to get out
1: for a bite and a catch up. And it's not on expenses. You know, I'm yeah. buying the beers. Yeah, and you're right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This is not on expenses. Uh, let's talk about the racing. Uh, Roglic. We knew he didn't come to the Tour de France because he had a serious uh, ambition at the, the Vuelta. He delivered. He did. And very well. Yeah, look,
0: he, no, he's, he's a superstar. You know, the, look, I'll ask you a question, actually, as we launch into Roglic. We know he was a former ski jumper. Yep. When was the last time
1: he did a ski jump? Uh, I don't know, but not so long ago. 2012. Exactly, yeah. I I knew it was not so long ago. 2012, he finished third in the Giro d'Italia this year, Mm -hmm. and he's won the Vuelta. So who, are, who are these riders that that pick up professional cycling like this? Yeah, it's, you know we got incredible. Evan Paul. Yep. We'll talk about Evan in a minute. But Evan Paul has only been riding a bike for like five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you think some people are born to 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 be in the sport? Yeah, look, the sports changed a bit, hasn't
0: it? I mean, I, I always I, or I used to refer back to, and we should still because even Richie Port, mm-hmm. you know, he I think within. I think in his fifth year in the sport, he wore the Meliodosa in the Giro d'Italia and he ran top 10 that year. His fifth year in the sport. And, you know, sadly, I I compare it to myself. I got into the sport when I was seven and, you know, I I turned pro at 23 and I basically got my head kicked in and Mm. I won a stage of the Giro, but that's all I can write home about. (laughs) You know, five years in the sport, Richie Porte, was wearing the leader's jersey, and then obviously we know what he's done since. But it's pretty amazing these young, uh, these younger mm-hmm. riders now that come into the sport, or even like Roglic, not so young. Yeah. Um, and on the other
1: on, on the other side of the scale, we've got Alessandro Valverde uh, which is tipping the scale on the other way. No ageism there, but he is, uh, and he's still on the podium, second at the Vuelta, wearing the 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 world champion jersey, and. Firing all cylinders, probably the outright leader, almost of Movistar, yeah. or actually self-proclaimed. Well, well, he, look, he won the Movistar Cup, which is becoming <laughs> very prestigious.
0: And people's, you know, we we, we made, I think, think Maddie Keenan actually started that joke during the commentary, and we said it to someone off microphone, and they said. The Movie Star Cup. What's yeah. that? <laughs> like they thought we were serious. <laughs> it was so then we went along with it and said, "Oh yeah, no, it's very prestigious." <laughs> uh, didn't you see? It was um, it was presented on the podium, and they're like, "What?" what? We <laughs> said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Thank you, As the chips arrive, <laughs> the, the chips have just arrived. Thank you. And he was he was very quiet too, yeah. wasn't he? he didn't <laughs> say a word. Um, yeah. Look and. Valverde, I believe, turned pro in two thousand and three.
1: What were you crazy. doing in two thousand and three? You don't want to know what I was doing well, in two thousand and three. I've, I've now got a you know while He was born then. Do you know what? <laughs> I was thinking of moving to Australia. Well I go. moved in two thousand and four. I was thinking about moving in Australia to Australia. So that is how long Valverde
0: <laughs> has been a pro cyclist for. And yeah, look he's look, we know he's we know he's got a, a little bit of a shady past and mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we get criticised because we don't mention his his past. So there you go. I've but he's, he's he's on up to it. He has. He did his time, mm-hmm. and you know what? I don't care what anyone says. You cannot be that good for at that cycling long. or yeah. in or in any professional sport, drugs or no drugs. This guy is a
1: freak. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible athlete. And we'll talk about him in a minute as a potential contender for the world championship that's coming up. To yeah. defend the title. To, to defend the yeah. title. Yeah, crazy. Absolutely. Uh, one Slovenian on the first ma- uh, step of the podium, and another one on the third step of the podium. But what a surprise that was!
0: Yeah, Tadej yeah. Pogacar, twenty years of age, he wins a fir- he wins a stage. We got excited. Then he wins a second stage. Okay, yep, this kid's incredible, and he's twenty years of age. Uh, I think it was a mountaintop finish yep. as well, and then he wins the penultimate stage mountaintop like he attacks them once yep. and it was a killer attack he rode away 35 kilometers from the finish on a 200 and 200 kilometer stage win- wins the stage and the way the them. way he
1: held it as well oh the this speed this and this the pace. kid is
0: incredible yeah. this kid is amazing three stages wins the white jersey and as you said finishes third overall the only the only person to win, I think, three stages or to finish on the podium, or the last person to do it was Giuseppe Sodoni, the great Italian, and that was in the seventies, um, at before before he turned twenty-one. Okay. So there you go. So before before a rider turned twenty-one, it was in the nineteen seventies, and it was Soroni. So this Pagachar. Mm-hmm. He is something special, and I believe he's down for the road race of the world. So yep. he, he's another one to throw into the hat. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. Uh, let's talk about, um, very quickly, on the Vuelta. How is that Tour different from the Tour de France? i never done the Vuelta you know uh, i don't know how it is from the inside it's it's an aso run event as well is it that close or that different from the actual tour de france because we always always refer to the to the tour as the top of, of, yeah. of the year but there's not a grand tour after that it's the vuelta yeah exactly and look i think what the
0: difference is to be fair the two you have you have ineos okay who send their absolutely strongest team. Mm -hmm. Of course, we know that. And, well, every team sends their absolute strongest team. So, Ineos, then, such a strong team, they dictate the terms for a lot of the race, or they have done for the last five, six years, and other teams likewise. At the Vuelta, and this isn't... No, I guess it's just being frank about the event. So, Ineos didn't have their strongest team there, obviously. Other teams don't send their strongest team, but... Jumbo Visma had a super strong team. Star had a strong team. So what you get is a more level playing field. So you, you see a more attacking style of racing. You don't see a race that is super controlled by one team, like Ineos, who have a mm-hmm. you know, $50 million budget or whatever. So you suddenly get a lot more exciting racing. It's, just, it's more animated. It's more exciting. The stages aren't as long. Yep. As well, so they're shorter stages, which make them more dynamic. When we when we get shorter stages in the tour, they're more dynamic. Yeah. So
1: that's what it is, I think. And you mentioned in the coverage with uh, with Matty as well the the urgency for some riders to to show their neck, to show that they still exist, because they are on the edge of not signing a new contract. Does yeah. that change the dynamic? Uh, I think it does a little bit. I
0: think yeah, you get you get riders that are going there. It's, a, it's the last big race of the year. There's, okay, there's a few big races to go, but World Championships, not everyone does that because you get selected by your nation, so mm. not everyone can go. So the Vuelta for a lot of guys is the last chance, and I think I've mentioned it throughout the commentary. At one point, there was 60 riders without a contract that yep. were in the Vuelta. They hadn't signed a contract. Okay, maybe, maybe 20% of those had their contracts on the table. But it was still 60 riders yeah. that had not signed a contract. So, you know, it's a numbers game. Half of those, obviously, were probably struggling to find a contract. So, yeah. So, all those elements thrown in, plus the fact that it's still a big bike race. You know, it's televised live. It's, it's still big for sponsors. So, you get a lot of motivation. It's, it's, it
1: makes it really good. What was the performance for the
0: Aussies at the, at the Vuelta and Mitchelton-Scott? Yeah, look, Mitchelton-Scott, it's funny because on the last day, Matt Keenan and I... We gave a ranking out of 10, all the teams. And he sort of threw it at me when we started. So, you know, I don't have it written down or anything like that. I think I gave Mitchelton, Scott, maybe a 6 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they didn't take their A-team there. They lost Luka Mezjek. He crashed out. Uh, they didn't win a stage. They had a few really good goes. I thought Damien Howes and mm-hmm. I thought of the Aussies, he was one of the big yeah. standouts. He was, yeah. He was probably he was a little bit stiff a couple of times. He came close, I thought, to you know, if the if the coin had fallen the other way, he he might have uh, you know nailed a nailed a stage. So Damien Housen was he was for me he was a real standout, and I, I think what we saw from him was getting back to the Damien Housen that we know. You know, he's been a real domestique at Mitchell and mm-hmm. Scott. So he was free to fly a little bit on occasions, and it was good because I think we saw his colours a bit more. So, so that was nice. Um, look, obviously, for a lot of the other Australians, it was the um, Tour de France. You know, it was a big yeah. thing. We had no Michael Matthews. Obviously, uh, Team Sunweb they were there, but Michael Matthews wasn't there, and a lot of the other big names, no Richie Port, um, as well. So yeah, so we were lacking some numbers. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I thought
1: I thought the ones that did
0: compete, I thought they, they accounted for themselves well.
1: Okay, uh, let's focus now on the world, enough of the, the Vuelta. Let's talk about the world because this is what's uh, ahead of us. So it's in Yorkshire, it's in the UK. I actually uh, incidentally know the area because I lived not too far from, from there. Uh, it's very hilly. It also could potentially be very windy. Um, it's, I think it's shaping up to be quite a great week a big unknown, you know. Like, there's not one single favourite coming out of, of the huts thinking, we're all thinking, it's got to be Sagan, you know.
0: I've got this feeling it's going to be, and I'm talking, I guess, specifically about the road races, I think it's going to be one of the best worlds we've seen in a long time. Not that, look, I don't think any world championships are boring. I, I love the world championships. I love watching them. I love commentating at them or on them. Um, but I just think, because I, I, I remember Yorkshire from the Tour de France yep. start, you know, tough roads,
1: rolling sort of hills, terrain. The, crowd, the crowds. Yeah, yeah the crowds, crowds will be massive. Um, and the Brits. Yeah. They're coming with quite a good contention. Oh, they're,
0: they're going to have a strong team. Um, and I just think in, in both the men and the women and the elites I'm talking about, uh, focusing on mostly, I just think, you know, we've got potentially Mariana Vos back yeah. to her best. You know, she was dynamite in the uh, women's uh, G.R.O.S.A. Uh, earlier in the year. So she looks like she's back to her best. Obviously, Amanda Spratt's here, and Sprattie's doing the time trial. Yeah, I think a first is... for her since her junior days. I'm a little bit surprised by that, but she's uh, she's going for it. And in the men, I mean, we mentioned Pogacar. Is he the, is he the top of the young riders yeah. when you've got... He's not, he's not.
1: He's not. Matthew he, Van der Poel. Yeah. You got Evan Pol. Evan Pol. Uh, I mean, and we can actually can we stop on those because I know I'm raving about those two, uh, but what people like if if you don't know Europe that much, you probably might not understand this uh, rivalry between the Netherlands and Belgium. And you live there, you know what it is. But yeah. you've got Matthew Van der Poel, which got a pedigree from dad and granddad, carrying the color of the youth, uh, the Netherlands. You know, and he's sort of disengage with the professional racing because he wants to focus on the mountain bike ride at the Tokyo Olympics next summer in between there's the world it's going to he's going to be there and he's not going to be on a supporting role and in Belgium you got Evan Paul we had a massive performance at the European Championship uh, you no, know, the kid is just amazing. He won Classica San Sebastian. Absolutely. I saw
0: that. that. That was phenomenal.
1: You're right. You know, there are so many young riders that could potentially disturb the whole thing. Well, you've got the young guys, and then you've got Phil Gilbert, yeah. who won two stages
0: at the World Cup. He's back to his best. Belgium is looking really good. Belgium, <laughs> I think Belgium have got a super team. I'm, I'm almost tipping the Belgians just by a whisker, you know. Um, I mean, obviously, to be biased, I want to see an Aussie get up there, but... In, and and look, Michael Matthews is in great shape. He won, uh, I think he won Quebec. Yeah. But I just I don't think I don't think they'll be able to go with Matthew Vanderpol. You know the, the the stage wins I saw him get in getting Tour of Britain, hmm. like he was he was it was
1: chalk and cheese. He was that far ahead everyone else. It's I mean we don't use the word incredible that often, but but that kid is incredible. Oh, he is he is. I mean, uh,
0: you know, take us back to the, the Amstel Gold Race yeah. victory. That was phenomenal. You know His wins fa- just haven't
1: been, you know, by a whisker. Do you know what, what's interesting with him is that we are lost for words he in is. a good way. Yeah. We just, like, we don't want to be too much emphasis on the superlatives. Well, there you go. He's my tip. But, yeah. He's, he. I, I think, like, who's your,
0: who's your tip? No, no he's, your my tip. Tip. he's my tip as well. I've yeah. said it before. He's my yeah. tip. I he, I'm, I'm not, not sure. sure. The, the, only, the only person I think that... Will beat him or match him, and he'll get him on experience. Is Phil Gilbert? Yeah. Just and I'd say that just based off what I saw at the Vuelta, he was. He looked like he was super.
1: I I agree with Gilbert. I think he's gone. Having a, he's having a cracking year. He's leaving his team at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, which is a, accidentally opens up a real big door for Evan Paul. I still think that Gilbert might be squeezed out by the youth. There's the whole experience, but the guy like Evan Paul might end up being at the, the forefront and if Paul is at the forefront for Belgium Gilbert, we saw it at the Vuelta he will ride for, for his teammate. he will ride for Evenpoll he won't play ranks, that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah true, true I mean it'll be it'll be interesting, it'll, it'll be There's a, I mean, what, the, what I'm trying it, to say is that there is a dynamics in
0: that Belgium team. Well you know the difference, the other thing I think, and I mean we, we, we I don't think we can say anymore that uh distance will get these young guys because they're winning big races but i did see I, I could be wrong but i believe the men's road race is 285 kilometers mm-hmm. that is a long way that is longer than some of the past world champs that we've seen they've been do you think van der poel is scared about it no i don't think van der poel, no. i think van der poel will handle it mm-hmm. i'm not sure about evan yeah. that extra like classic san sebastian I think it was 220, 230. Yeah, it's an extra 60-odd kilometres or 50 kilometres. You know, he's only, he's only
1: 19, isn't he, or 20? Yeah. It's ridiculous. I'm going to throw a name in there because I have to. Julian Alaphilippe. What can we expect? Well, how we, can can we don't know. How can we forget him? <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: look at his Tour de France form. And look, I'm with you because he's done the opposite sort of program to, say, Phil Gilbert. Yeah. He's raced a Tour, and then we haven't seen a lot of him since, have we? too much. He, he's been at Quebec and Montreal and he's been good there. Mm-hmm. But the thing we I don't think Quebec and Montreal are really good gauges because they're not super, super hard. They're not world championship hard. So so I'm saying it as, as a good thing yep. for Philippe. He's been hiding you know, he a little bit. He finished 8th or ninth. You know, guys like Michael Matthews get around on a slightly easier course. Mm-hmm. I don't like I don't think and I rate Michael Matthews and to all his fans that are listening and I, I hope he proves me wrong, but I'm not sure he will go with them at the end of two hundred and eighty five kilometres. Yep. I'm just not
1: sure. Um, Anyone else you see? Like do you see, what what do you think Sagan could do in a course like this one?
0: Well Sagan, Valverde we can't ride off Valverde. They've got to be in a mix. He's what is he, thirty nine? Yeah, forty yeah, fourteen. 39, 40, yeah. Gilbert's 37, and then Peter Sagan. Who's to say Sagan won't be back? Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely,
1: he can be back. No, do you know what's for certain is that's going to be an incredible show on SBS, and you'll be commentating with um, Matthew Kinnon, I think.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. Um, and then, and then, just uh, uh, quickly back on the women again. You got Voss back to her best. Yep. Spready silver medal last year. Can she go one better? She. I don't know. I think. I think the Australian women's team. You know, they've got the job ahead of them because the Dutch are so good. Mm-hmm. Like they got such a strong team in the women. You know, any one of them, like last year, could have almost won the, that world title. So I think the Dutch are the favourites uh, for the women. And, you know, either way, it's Absolutely. going to be great racing.
1: Let's talk about the Par world because they just, they just took place in, uh, in Yorkshire as well. There's been some incredible, and I'm not using the word lately, incredible, I'm, I'm big in superlative tonight. It must be the beer, but, uh, massive performance. From yeah, me from years. yeah, you're Absolutely
0: right. And I think Carol Cook won her ninth world title. Yeah, nine. Yeah, she's she's phenomenal, Carol, and and she's a real look. She's a real advocate for para athletes. Um, she really does. You know, sort of. She's a spokesperson. Yeah, I absolutely. Guess. Yeah, she's brilliant. And look, in no particular order, but Darren Hicks, Emily Miller. Emily Miller, I've got to say, is one of my favourites. Yeah, um, she was champion, world champion in 2018. Yeah, yep, so she defended her title. And Alistair Donoghue as well, uh, who won the world title as well. Remember, I think he crashed in the Olympics on the finishing
1: straight mm. in Rio. Um, so he's he's had some but what's important as a news as well is that Australia topped the table. Yeah, exactly. It's not yeah. just a g- I'm not using incredible as a as a just a throw out word. No. They topped the table. No, they they're brilliant and um,
0: look what, what what's been good and they were also in Yorkshire. Mm-hmm. And so what they've tried to do the UCI and and it's and it's happened down at national level as well with the national champs in Australia. We now have the para National championships on the same in during the same week in Ballarat, so it's just it's just good. You know, to be really honest and fair, we don't we don't cover para athletes enough. We don't get to, um, you know. Obviously, this is our job. This is what we do. Um, but because the para championships were in Ballarat, we got to cover them. I think one of the days I went out to the time trials and all I did was cover the the para time trials. So I get to know the athletes more. I get to know more about their backgrounds, why they're Mm para-athletes. Were they they born with a disability or did they acquire that disability? And it's important that we tell their stories. And and just a a guy that I used to race with actually, more so just on a local level in Australia, Cam Jennings, he's one of the main sort of coaches there and the driving force behind it. And I think he's doing a fantastic job and his passion is really... Stands out, and I, was, I had a chat with him earlier in the year about some of the athletes and you know some of the stories about them and, and how tough they are. It's it's pretty inspirational. So yeah, a big a big kudos to all of those athletes.
1: Yeah, and there's a couple of good articles on the Cycling Central website as well. If you want to know more about uh, the inside of the of the work of the job and the inside of the the, the, the mental side of uh, of what, and uh, it's just a really 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 worth a read. It's on the Cycling Central uh, website. We'll move on to the news. How high are your socks? How high are what? Your socks. Oh Oh my God. I just saw (laughs) saw some
0: vision on Twitter. I know. With the UCI protractor, sock protractor. That's what I'm calling it. That's not the official name, by the way. It's just my, (laughs) I'm just named it that the sock protractor. I don't get it. Are you getting a disadvantage because you've got socks up to your knees? Like, seriously?
1: What if it's freezing cold and you want to wear leg warmers? I, I think it's about the compression tights. That's that's the excuse. That's what I've read in the French press. Am I allowed to say bullshit? Yeah, you can. <laughs> Whoops, well, I've just said it. I'll, I'll call it's it le bullshit. I've read it in French. I but just give an explanation about just... the compression tights. Yeah, uh, but you can't tell me that is top of the list of what the UCI should be doing. Checking the heights, and have you seen this footage? On I think we refer to the same footage with the Dutch team, where the guy goes in and says, "You're like three millimeters too high, you're over," and he gets the the girl to pull pull the sock a little bit down. It is complete madness. (laughs) I don't know. know,
0: Maybe I don't. I don't. I'll confess again. I'm not that fully up with all of the science behind the technology behind cycling nowadays. I mean, I think I'm. A abreast of, you know, the mm-hmm. basics of it. But unless I'm, unless I'm really missing something, yeah. I don't know.
1: We'll, we'll ask the audience. Tell us. Yeah, tell yeah. us, if, tell if us you, you are, what you think. <laughs> if you have I an insider news get on get this, but yep. we are open to suggestion. Hashtag on this. sock height. <laughs> sock height. Sock gate. Sock gate. Sock gate. Sock gate. Yes. Sock gate. <laughs> sock gate. <laughs> yes. yes. The, the sock gate. Yeah, yeah. Um, any other news? Uh, we've got Israel Cycling, which had a very good signing in a few weeks ago in Dan Martin. Yes. Uh, are you hearing rumours that we not necessarily know exactly about, but can we can we say some of the rumours yes. we've been
0: hearing? Yes, I'm hearing that Israel Academy, the team, are now merging or buying the Katusha licence. Which we know it's up for grab. Yep. So therefore, they buy that licence. Israel have a team in the Tour de France
1: next year. So do you, think that, Martin, do you think that Martin knew knows this, this possibly. is why there's uh, at least the intention to do so. Well, look, obviously they were upping
0: their budget anyway. If you buy Dan Martin, well you're paying him a million euros, aren't you? Or yeah. more. So so no matter what they were p- going to buy a few big riders, it wouldn't be just him. And he possibly he was aware of that. So but that's just that news has just come out whether or not it's official fully yet, I'm not sure, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, it's Israel pretty, cycling yeah. is, you know, we know we had the Giro d'Italia start there yeah. last year. So, no, no, I think it's great for the Absolutely. sport.
1: Any other news you go for there us? There is, there is some,
0: there has been some big news. I'm being serious here. There's been some big news in the last week, and this is quite ironic because I was talking about this to an Italian work colleague uh, at the Vuelta last week, and I was telling her about this story about this guy called Michele Acquadone. He used to be the RCS director of the Giro d'Italia. Okay. That was his role. Uh, I do believe my years might be slightly out, but he was certainly there, I think, in 2012, 2013. And I say that because I was working on on the ground uh, for SBS on the Tour of Italy. So he was the race director of the Giro d'Italia. At the end of the 2013 year, he got sacked and there was a sort of investigation into 20 million euros going missing. And they put the blame on him. First they said he'd taken the 20 million. Then they said it was mismanaged funds. He should have been... The funds had disappeared and it was under his jurisdiction. Anyway, everything it went crazy. I met him a couple of times. And when I heard this news, my instinct said, this is wrong. This guy's... I don't know. You know, I... would Without knowing much about him, I just thought, he's the real deal. He immediately professed his innocence, and he said, this is garbage, it's wrong, Mm -hmm. it's wrong. Anyway, he effectively got dismissed. His name was dragged through the mud. Uh, You can imagine in the cycling circles and and in the Italian business circles. RCS own a lot of events, not just cycling events. They own a lot of... They're one of the biggest media groups in Italy. Anyway... Literally about three, four days ago, it finally went to court and he has been proven innocent. And I do believe a young lady who worked at RCS has been convicted and, has been, and is sent to jail for eight years for embezzling, well, yeah. upwards of 15 to 20 million euros. So Michele Acuadone, I thought was a great operator to RCS... Well, guess what? You missed out on a great bloke because I think Mm -hmm. he's a good guy and I hope we get him back in cycling. So remember that name and let's hope we see him back in the cycling circles because I think he was so badly treated. And uh, the good news is his name's been cleared and hopefully we'll we'll see him somewhere back. This could be an amazing Netflix series. Oh, it's... (laughs) Well, and, and I'll tell you what, if you're interested in this story, I can't exactly remember the exact link, but go to Velo News. It's an American online magazine, cycling magazine, Velo News. If you search on their site, you'll find a couple of articles. Read the back article first. Uh, And I came across this article actually last week, but it's actually a year old. And it was just investigating more about it. Mm -hmm. And then obviously they just announced in the last few days that that this court case has come to light. It's a really interesting read. But yeah, anyway, it's a a good news story. A good news for him because he's one of the good guys.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Maka, for uh, enlightening us with your presence. Thank you. It's good to be back on the airwaves. And, uh, the, look, chips are, the chips are getting chip, cold. Well, <laughs> the, the brisket is getting cold too, so we better <laughs> hook in. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, pleasure. And this was the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast uh, all the way from a brewery somewhere in the north of Melbourne. Uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash Central, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now.
0: Before we go, a quick shout-out to Swift, the app that turns indoor training into a game. Getting started is easy. You just need your bike, a trainer, and your PC, Mac, or Apple device. With training plans, interval workouts, group rides, and a global community to motivate you, level up, and become a stronger rider. Give people a ride on, and you're sure to get one back, as together you enjoy the massive benefits of social indoor training. Go to swift.com today for your free trial.